I'm Scott Hervey from Weintraub Tobin. And I'm Josh Escovito from Weintraub Tobin. Haley Bieber was recently sued in the Southern District of New York for trademark infringement related to her new skincare line, Road. That's what we'll be discussing on this installment of the briefing by the IP Law Blog. Josh, it seems as if the Southern District of New York has caught Bieber fever in denying Rhodes NYC's motion for preliminary injunction. Yeah, I don't know if I'd go that far, Scott, but it definitely entered a ruling in Haley Bieber's favor in her ongoing trademark litigation with the clothing brand Road NYC. To backtrack for just a moment, Haley Bieber recently founded her own skincare line under the trade name Road, which is her and her mother's middle name. The announcement was met with opposition from businesswomen Perna Katow and Phoebe Vickers, who founded the clothing brand Road in 2013. Okay, so let's talk about the district court's denial of the plaintiff's motion for a preliminary injunction. Sure. So on June 21, 2022, plaintiff filed a motion for preliminary injunction, and the court heard oral argument on July 21, 2022. One day after that, plaintiff filed an emergency letter motion, which, by the way, I've never really heard of a reference like that before, but it is in the court's order, so it must be legit. Uh, And this was related to Bieber's intent to release a documentary titled The Making of Road later that day at 3 p.m. And the court diligently managing its own docket, held a conference on the matter at 1 p.m. the same day. During the conference, Bieber offered the video for the court's review. After reviewing the video, the court denied the motion without prejudice and permitted the video to be released. The court's one-page order did not elaborate on its rationale. It just expressed that the motion was denied for reasons stated at the conference. That's a fairly significant blow to the plaintiff, especially if you consider that the documentary was likely seen by tens or hundreds of millions of people, according to the plaintiff. And uh, there's really no way to unring that bell for the documentary's release to be undone. And it would establish Beaver's use of the mark, Road, as the dominant use in the minds of consumers. Now, that said, the case is still far from over, and the plaintiff is still able to conduct its discovery and try to prove to the court that Beaver's use is likely to create consumer confusion. That's true, and I'm sure the plaintiff will try to do just that. The plaintiff claims that Beaver tried and failed to secure the trademark rights from plaintiff, and once she failed, she launched the brand anyway. At this point, it's really turning into somewhat of a mudslinging contest, with the plaintiff saying that Bieber could have otherwise leveraged her fame into success, but that she does not care about these other two female entrepreneurs who have been using the mark for years. The complaint also cites an interview where Bieber talked about women needing to lift each other up and claim that she's not being true to her word. Of course, neither of those facts bear on the merits of this trademark dispute, but it could infuriate the reader and favor the plaintiff. That's all very interesting, but I really don't think that's going to be part of the court's analysis when they determine likelihood of confusion. So why don't we get back to um, looking at what the court will look at when they determine likelihood of confusion, the goods, the marks, the services that they cover. Plaintiff's registration covers apparel, handbags, textiles, and hair accessories. It does not cover skincare products although they do claim to have common law rights in that regard. But let's put aside the claimed common law rights for a minute. What do you think about the registration itself, Scott? Would that preclude Bieber's use in connection with skincare products? In my opinion, it could cut either way, 
you know, when we start getting into the zone of reasonable expansion. But if I had to say at this moment, I don't think that the registration and the use that's described therein would preclude use in connection with skincare products. But what do you think? That's a real interesting one, Josh. Um, I think I may agree with you with regards to excluding use. I think that the if there, if this was all about uh, if this was in front of the TTAP and this was all about registration and not in front of a court of law and about use, I think that the plaintiffs might actually um, have a more favorable result likely to happen because I think the the TTAP tends what they would do is they would just introduce third-party evidence of other marks that cover both clothing and skincare. And as we know, there's, uh, if you think about some of the major fashion brands like Calvin Klein or, um, you know, I mean, any other big clothing brand, they also have skincare lines. And that's what the, that's what the plaintiff would introduce as evidence. And that's what the TTAB would rely on in finding the use to be within the, the scope of natural expansion and finding that consumers would probably be confused. Um, you know, you got to do, you have to do more than that in, in order to convince a court that there would be a likelihood of consumer confusion. You can't just introduce third party trademark registrations to show that. And you, you would have to show um, and introduce a survey evidence, evidence of actual confusion. Um, I, you know, it, it's, it, it's not the first time that the trademark trial and appeal board maybe goes a little too far in expanding the scope of related goods. Um, and we've seen that with pushback from the federal courts and we've seen that in the beverage space, water and, um, water and alcoholic beverages. Um, so maybe that would happen here. Uh, this is definitely a, a tough case to call. I agree with that, Scott. And, and for that reason, I think it's very interesting and it's something we'll have to keep an eye on going forward. Yes, we will. Thanks, Josh, for bringing this to our attention. Thanks, Scott. I'm Scott Hervey. Thanks for tuning into this installment of The Briefing by the IP Law Blog. Please remember to subscribe to our podcast and to our YouTube channel. And if you're interested in more content like this, please listen to our old podcast episodes and visit us at theiplawblog.com. <laughs> <laughs>